Hi, Rich. We are back on again after all the technical difficulties. And needless to say, I'm super happy to see a handsome face again. <laughs> uh, likewise. Yeah, equally uh, good to see your handsome face too, mate. And, all of it. And, um, and, and, and just before we started this, I was saying how uh, non-homosexually I was thinking about you the whole night. Uh, <laughs> and the questions I had to ask and I'm like... I know one hour is not going to be enough of the questions that's going to come. And and I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. Thank you. It's a, a pleasure to be here. Absolute pleasure. My first ever podcast. So Woo-hoo. very ex- exclusive. Exclusive. And a shout out to our common boss. Um, yours is your wife, Tushi. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful Tushi. And she's my boss as well. And that's how we met. Yeah, we met through the the wonderful um, uh, miniature ball of fun that is my wife, um, <laughs> and I'm very happy that happened. Yeah, she's great. She's great. Amazing. Big shout out, does she? Yeah. Amazing. And uh, uh, and I know what you had for breakfast. <laughs> Weirdly, Weirdly yeah, that was strange uh, when you uh, appeared behind the sofa. That was that was amazing. a bit much. Yes. Yeah, so, and and to compliment your bacon's, mm-hmm. I had fried eggs. Nice, nice. I was thinking about eggs, but yeah, no, that's very good. You know? good. And, and, and toast, you can't have eggs without toast, so I had <laughs> my toast. And I'm, I'm so, so happy you're here. Um, we were, before we had this technical difficulty, you were saying that we, uh, you, and before, of course, our main, 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 main meat of our conversation is the book you have written. Mm. Uh, yeah, with, yeah. With uh, Andrew, Andrew, with Andrew, Curie. yes. Um, does he like to be called Andy or Andrew? I'm not sure. He's, he's an Andrew. He is an Andrew. Yes. Yes. So uh, yeah, uh, Andrew Drury and yourself have written this amazing, amazing, amazing book, which is Trip Hazard. <laughs> yeah. Um, and 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 you know, like I put it on Facebook and Instagram earlier, it felt I could hear the helicopters. I could, I could, I could hear, I could feel the the heat and the dust hit my face. You know, Brilliant. I could feel I'm in them paddy waters in 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 the tropics. Like you know, it was it was such a it was such well written book, and I, I'm not very good with words. Like I don't have a very good vocabulary, and it was it it it, it spoke directly to me. And, and, and it was amazing. It was amazing. So fantastic effort, Rich. That, uh, that's beautiful to hear. I'm, I'm kind of overwhelmed with that. That's amazing. That's really good. And it's all about, I mean, I, I just wrote it down, but Andrew's descriptions about what he was going through in these amazing places were, you know, they did the same for me when I first heard them, you know. So um, that's, that's brilliant to hear. Thanks, mate. I mean, um, how did you get into all this? Uh, well, I, I got into um, journalism, like, uh, I mean, about 10 years ago, um, or 10, 15 years ago now, um, did what we call an NCTJ, which is National uh, Council for Trainee Journalists, yeah, something like that. Um, that is what it is. And you do your shorthand and your media law and everything like that, and then you just kind of start on the path of being a journalist, really, and... Um, and go from there. I've worked sort of lots of agencies and stuff around Britain and Australia. And then um, I met Andrew probably about, well, maybe about actually 
six years ago now, when we first met, um, I was reading something called the Daily Sport. Do you know, have you ever heard of that newspaper? <laughs> it's kind of a newspaper. Um, no. no, it is. It's a newspaper, but it has a lot of, um, shall we say, uh, it's got a lot of boobies in it, basically. Right. Okay. There's like a story, then boobies. I, sh- I story, should have boobies. definitely read it then, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you probably read it. Um, but a lot of the stories in there are kind of uh, exaggerated and things like that. Um, but then I, I opened the page and there was a spread, a uh, double page spread of, of Andrew and some of the places he'd been. And I was like, I've, I've never heard of this guy. You know, how come I was doing stories for like, you know, the Times and the Sun and Mail and things like that. And um, I was like, why hasn't Andrew been in? in those papers you know so i rang him and then we got started and i started covering some of his some of the places he was going then which was it would have been um kind of iraq and yeah it was it was iraq he was going then yeah wow um i mean before 10 15 years ago growing did you know you wanted to be in journalism or something exciting similar um What inspired you? Oh, sorry? What inspired you? Sorry. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I think think I'm inspired by kind of people I meet. Like yourself, you get, you know, really enthusiastic when, I mean, you're just really enthusiastic anyway. But, um, (laughs) you know, when you meet people and stuff, and when you're a journalist, you kind of like hear people's stories and things like that. And you just kind of, um, you get involved. I get involved anyway. I really want to find out about the person and what drives them. And I think for me... um, with Andrew definitely it was always like I mean I had a, I was a little bit of hero worship because I was like wow this guy you know he's like the stuff he's done and places he'd been and all off his own back as well you know in the early days yeah. he was he was doing it himself it's incredible um so I was kind of I mean I suppose yeah I, I'm, I'm inspired by people I write about I often make friends with people that I do stories with and and then kind of go from that and sometimes we fall out because sometimes Unfortunately, people don't like having stories said about them. But um, but yeah, no, I mean, Andrew's just been an incredible sort of inspiration. Wow. Um, and um, did, did you start as a freelance journalist uh, and you've continued to be kind of like that? Or, or... Yeah, I mean, so um, in Britain, there's these things called press agencies. There used to be a lot more of them. They're kind of like... You know, like uh, people all have heard of Reuters and Getty and big press agencies, you know, but then in the UK is quite unique. There's loads of little ones um, that do all the jobs for the national newspapers because the newspapers are in London, obviously. And um, so they use these little agencies to do the jobs for them, to get in stories, to cover stories. Um, but it's a really good place if you're a journalist. You can work for a local newspaper and stuff, which is which I did. You know, and had a great time, like, playing golf in the office and, like, not doing much work. Um, but I guess if you want to sort of progress quicker, um, you work for an agency because they make you do every kind of job. I mean, you know, from unfortunately going to see people when when people have died and stuff like that, you've got to go and see people or, you know, you're sort of breaking news or your court stories or just everything. And you've got to come up with stories yourself all the time. Um, and then they go straight into the national papers and then it kind of goes from there. So it's really that kind of life, agency life, is um, it's a good place to cut your teeth anyway. It's the best best way of getting into journalism. And at the moment, do you own your own agency, Magnus? Yeah, yeah I do. I do. So um, I, I worked for agencies for many years and I, 
I did my own agency. I launched my own little agency, and I just do kind of photo syndication, things like that. Um, and I work um, freelance for a couple of national newspapers um, on the word side of things. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of a jack of all trades, really. But the stuff that I've done with with Andrew for the book and stuff that's been that's been my main focus really over the last sort of year. Right. Um, you know, and that's kind of what I'd like to do in future as well. Amazing. How do you get <laughs> to those places before the layman news people get that? Like, I mean, how, how do you know something hot's happening? Like, you know, like, it's like before you get like news channel already covering it. Like, do you have inside men? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I do sort of now um, through through connections to places we've been and, and so on for the in the book. Um but I guess if I was anyone wanting to be a journalist or kind of, um, it, it really is a question. There's that thing when I used to train junior reporters, like how to find stories and stuff. And it's kind of, um, it's difficult to quantify. It's sort of, I mean, these days people find stories from social media all the time, you know, like if something happens, someone's going to tweet about it or put it on Facebook or, or whatever. Um, but then again, you know, it's also sort of word of mouth. So, I had through a source the other day, there was a story about Iran. So basically, a part of the Iranian airport in Tehran was being, the, the airport in Tehran, sorry, was being sectioned off so the regime people could get their families and friends out. Wow. And I'd heard that from a source. And then it was mentioned in Parliament that maybe the Iranian regime trying to get passports in London, making London like a safe haven for, you know, the regime. Um, and so, you know, and I, I broke that story last week and then, you know, people followed up on it from there, but it's kind of, I mean, over time, when you've been a journalist, you build up contacts as well, who kind of let you know about stuff. But, um, I mean, breaking news is everybody's news, you know, like if, a if something big happens, it's just a question of getting there and finding out and then it's, you know, finding out who did it or whatever, or yeah. And, um, do you usually have um someone you keep constantly providing news like the daily mail or like is it do you have like a constant yeah supplier? so i mean i do a lot i work a lot with um my kind of day-to-day job is working with like wildlife photographers and things like that so i provide those images to every national newspaper from the times to the daily star kind of thing um and then I also work for um, for a couple of national newspapers as well, doing working on their on their news desk, essentially producing stories. So um, yeah, so we're all part of their news news team, essentially. Um, so yeah, I provide sort of on a regular basis stuff to the national papers. Yeah. Amazing. So how does how how does a week look to you? <laughs> I mean, is it? I mean, you'd, I, I understand you live in Birmingham, and so you're like yeah. Is it traveling, traveling? Uh, I mean, it was changed so much by the pandemic. I mean, like you guys, I mean, like, you know, everything was sort of changed by that pandemic. And um, so I became, I was working for papers during the height of it remotely. I mean, as a a reporter, you can really be remote anyway. If you're not, if you're not the editor or the news editor sitting in the office, you basically have to be out and about anyway. So um so yeah for me i mean since the pandemic happened i mean the job i've just got recently offered a job as a reporter um and that's going to be remotely working as well so i mean down in london um a few times a month but 
I can you can do it from anywhere, really. Wow, wow. Um, so are you are you more of taking amazing photos or are you more of writing amazing stuff? <laughs> um, I'm definitely better at writing than taking a photo. I mean, like whenever I trained as a journalist, so um, but I love photographers. I mean, proper news photographers are amazing. I've got a lot of good friends who are photographers. Um, I can take a picture because I know what, you know, like when you see a new story, you know what, the picture's got to tell the story. So it's yeah. got to, I know that. But, um, and I've worked on a few picture desks, but, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a words guy, really. Okay. I love writing. Writing is my passion. Um, and photographers are like a different breed of person, really. But, yeah, they're, they're good people. They're good people. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, speaking of amazing writing, we have to get into the book. Uh, okay and trip hazard why it's been out a few weeks so you've got one of the sort of exclusive first copies essentially oh. the actual the actual woo. yeah yeah woo. um the actual launch is gonna be the end of november which is when we're gonna kind of do the big the big launch um but yeah it's it is out it is order you can order it at waterstones you can yeah it's it's available amazing i mean uh when when did Andrew start conceiving this idea? I have to write this down. I mean, that's a good question. Um, we we kind of that is yeah, it kind of organically happened. I can't remember if it was like one of our chats that we had, or I mean, Andrew Andrew and I speak pretty much. It's like I speak to Dushy obviously every day, but then it's more or less Andrew after that. <laughs> um, which is fine. Um, but yeah, no, we kind of, I think we more or less came up with the idea together. Um, just because, I mean, I'd always wanted to write a book personally. And then I often think, you know, the news story is great, but you've only got like 400 words or, you know, and then that's it. You know, that's that's the story. Whereas someone like Andrew, the amount of stuff he's done, he's a book. He's definitely a book. Um, so, I mean, it must be be like a year and a half now year and a half maybe two years that we we first came up with the idea yeah wow 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 i mean and, and i think you've done a fantastic job of like writing so many experiences in mm, mm. sub 300 pages it's it's <laughs> it's crazy and it's 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 a movie in a movie in a movie like you know you're in it yeah you're in the mind you're in the place, you're in other people's mind and you see different <laughs> people's reaction and I think it, you've, you've worded everything so well. And um, you, you know what I found, surprisingly? Uh-huh. The book is funny at some places <laughs> and I'm, I'm giggling at some the way, the, the wit, uh, how it's worded uh, at some of like the the most dangerous places. Like, you know, it's, it's crazy how humor yeah. gets to you. <laughs> and, and, and there's a reason why probably Andrew laughs at things. I mean, when he gets nervous, he laughs, I guess. I mean, that's what yeah. he writes. Um, but it, it, is, is, was that an angle? <clears throat> it was, I mean, like Andrew, having been away with him now this year, like he is kind of, he's a bit of a force of nature and it is kind of funny. Like, I mean, on our last trip to, to Syria, he was going out to border guards and stuff, and they were going like, hey, Andrew, you're back again? And he's like, all right, yeah, all right, mate. And just kind of the way he is in these extremely dangerous places, like you rightly said, he gets when he was on that front line, and, you know, he, he, he laughs when he's yeah. in 
trouble. Yeah. If you, um, but I think it's that kind of human side. It wasn't intentional to put kind of comedy in there, but so much of his, um, he does sort of find that even in the worst places, you know? Um, yeah, it's part of him. And yeah, I've really tried hard to get his voice because his voice is, you know, he's not like Louis Theroux or he's not like, you know, he's not kind of intellectual. Like you get these people who are sort of, you know, um, he's just kind of really straight, you know. Very relatable. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Very relatable. And that's why I love, I mean, I, he could, you or him could be sat next to me in a pub and telling me the story. And it'll, <laughs> it'll sound exactly like, you know, what I am reading in the book. Like, yeah. you know. Uh, like you're talking to a pal and not trying to sound intelligent and like you know, uh-huh. and I love that and, yeah. and that's what people love I mean people love to be related like you know yeah and, and I yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and the fact that he expresses and you express just vulnerability and humor in the shittiest places of the world and that's amazing mm-hmm. and you've captured it so well Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Ha, so in in the book mm. physically you were in you were of course there for Marsha the Bear guys you have to do that <laughs> and then I the was I laughed so hard you know when uh, uh, in the book it says it, I mean the loudest thing were not the missiles and it was your snoring and <laughs> and, and you know that bit and I I actually chuckled loud like you know no. when I read that um, <laughs> yeah you were of course you, <laughs> you were there of course for the um, the the bear Marsha for Marsha yes. the bear yeah of course physically yeah. and now you mentioned you were there in Syria uh, was it for the second part or the third part so um, so Syria the actual bit it, the bit when I was there is not is not in this book oh, okay right, okay um, but we are thinking about another book because of the amount of places that Andrew's been. There was literally not enough room in this book to fit all the places he's been. Um, but yeah, no, I did go with him to see Shamima. I can, yeah, I can, I can tell you this is, this is fine. Um, in, in June this year, actually. Amazing. Because I remember seeing the, seeing you holding the camera and, uh-huh. and uh, Andrew wearing a black t-shirt and sat next to uh, Shamima. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and in my head, Why is why is Rich not in this? Like you know, I'm I'm looking where because uh, he mentions uh, the the ITV guys and like you know yeah. and, and then, then yeah. I'm like so so is this a fourth trip to see the ISIS bride? It was yeah, and I think it was a real kind of um, I mean it's it's not in this book, but it is. I mean, essentially, we were planning on doing a book after this as well because um, there's some big things happening over the next kind of six months and things. I can't tell you, to, okay. what, you yeah. know, maybe I'll come back on and let you know about those. But um, but yeah, so um, so we went in June and that was kind of, I mean, actually, that was almost the the closing really for Andrew and the girls in terms of his relationship there. And because um, he's been he's been to see them more than than anyone. You know, more well, definitely more than the British government. Or, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I I think I think it's a flex to say that you've got ISIS, the most famous ex-citizen Shamima Begum, on your mm. WhatsApp list, asking for Primark tops. Like, you know, I think that's a flex. You know, I mean, that's it, it's crazy. Like, you know, what no yeah. other 
massive TV guys uh, or suits I mean, could do. I mean, you've yeah. got, or anyone from Oxbridge, like, you know, uh, could yeah. do. And you've yeah. got uh, guys. Just... I mean, Andrew's not, he's not like, he's not classist or anything. He's not, he's got nothing against people from Oxbridge and all that kind of thing. But I think he just, like, when he, when he got her to talk to him, like, a, like in the book, basically, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, everyone had said no because she'd done those first interviews and came out so. I mean, look, she, you know, she was part of ISIS, but she came out. She was portrayed so badly in those first interviews, and and um, and then she obviously lost her her citizenship, which you know happened to her, but not to other people, uh, more or less, because she'd been in the in the papers. Um, so she wasn't talking to anyone, anyone at all. And then Andrew kind of rocked up, you know, a year later, and. And she was happy to talk to him, you know. I think just because, like you said, he's he's a normal guy, he's a common man, you know. He's sort of she she related to that, yeah. And 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 how how I I completely agree with you. And how how much of a clever or not clever you are? I mean, in the end, we all are humans. And mm. and you know, if we can get into that and tap into that, it makes life and the world so much easier because. I mean, you may look different. You may have different intelligence, but we all are humans, and we are in this together. Mm-hmm. And I think you and Andrew have captured that so well. Mm. And and that's really actually, Amy, that you say that it's really important because one of one of the things from Andrew, there is a progression in the book from him, kind of at the beginning. You know, he's running around North Korea, or you know, he's he's getting into these kind of scrapes and stuff, getting souvenirs, whatever. And he does kind of he ha- he is now he's not the same Andrew as when he started because he's been changed by all those experiences you know like we all are I guess but he's had so many pretty full on experiences um, and it, for him I mean the reason why maybe he looks back now at his time with the Shamima and the girls is he's still thinking about the people that he's met. outside of the camps you know like the normal people in Syria and Iraq who haven't got you know they haven't even got tents they haven't got lawyers looking after them they haven't got any of those things and those are the people that i think for him is you know the most important aspect of when he goes traveling to these places meeting people like that amazing and and anyone who would read this book will without a doubt will end up watching episode 4 in dark tourist right <laughs> yeah uh, yeah and when you see andrew's veins popping out red <laughs> in the orphanage it's yeah. it's it's crazy and and it's so much easier for me to get you know um uh chinese starters for two and 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 you know be in a kushti house and and just see all this in the news and me actually see this it definitely shakes your perspective a little bit yeah i think that was he was he was actually surprised about how much that brought him back to like you know i mean in the book obviously his his brother um his brother died very young yeah. um from leukemia sadly and andrew was around 10 years old i think um It's about right, and um, yeah, and then obviously seeing those children in um, in Kazakhstan in the orphanage, and you know they were they they had leukemia. They were children who were had this terrible disease because of you know, what we think because of the testing and things that have gone on in that country. And Andrew experiencing that, I mean, he was it just took him right back to those days when he was a kid and 
and with his brother Robert and yeah crazy um, how do you manage to do this so well Rich you know, <laughs> and I know I've been blowing a trumpet all this time but how, when you're physically not at that place mm. how do you become the eyes when you write this stuff in the book it's all I mean again yeah it's a good question I think I think for me um, whenever I interview anyone I try and sort of see I'm not saying I always get it right by any means but I, I, I try and see the world through through their eyes and their voice kind of thing and I think Andrew's quite a his descriptions like you said you know you feel the, the, the sand on your face and uh, you know you feel like you're in the jungle and all that kind of thing and he's very visual in the way he describes things he's not um, you know and it's almost like the spaces that he leaves sometimes in his description that gave you the sort of imagination to think what he was going through um, and the whole time I've done the book I mean the book has been <laughs> it's had plenty of drafts we talked about Dushy at the beginning yeah. when Dushy read one yeah. of the chapters before it had been rewritten uh, she was she she helped with the editing process let's just oh. say that she was like this is shit Rich <laughs> I was like okay <laughs> that, 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 that sounds very familiar to me Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, and she came up with the name of the book, which is amazing. Oh, now this is this is a great story. Yeah. So um, you'll be aware of of Dushy's Dushy's height. She's not the tallest person in the world. She's four foot eleven. Um, could could possibly, if she was a little bit shorter, she could enter the Dwarf Olympics. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but that's fine. Sorry, Dushy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, I think there was there was a story from uh, when she was uh, maybe a registrar, and they were talking about um, you know I think nicknames or whatever. And basically, someone said that her nickname should be Trip Hazard because wow, <laughs> really? They were very brave. They were a very brave person. Um, wow. <laughs> that, I mean, from that to getting on to this amazing book, what a journey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, she came with the title and like Andrew and I were both like, that's a really good title, you know. Um so, um yeah, it works. It works in so many ways. So, it's brilliant. Oh, amazing. I mean, uh, what was your favorite chapter to write? Oh, uh, I hmm, I think you you would think maybe I would say like the Ukraine one because yeah. I was kind of in it, but actually that's really hard to do. Write about yourself in something from someone else's perspective it was quite yeah. it was difficult you know um that was probably the hardest one to write but i think for me um i do like the iraq chapter i do i do like the, the you know the front line with isis there's that bit where he's kind of when he gets to the second front line and he's kind of like zigzagging across the the you know the no yeah. man's land with laurel that was, hardy that was funny too <laughs> <laughs> when the other guy says what zig Zigzag, zigzag, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, and that that for me, I was that was a very visual chapter for me, and just kind of for Andrew as well. That was where, I mean, he was, you know, he's he's different now. He's he's much more of a journalist and filmmaker now. But he was a you know a war tourist essentially. You know, he was going for the buzz a little bit, and and when he got to that front line and kind of was with there with the. you know these guys who were like a teacher or they were whatever and then they had to become a soldier to to fight ISIS um yeah i think that that one for me was the and for andrew i think that was one of his biggest well, it was one of his biggest experiences as well 
Wow. Um, but, <laughs> oh God, when he... Because I, I was in contact with him then when he, he'd obviously gone and, and I was like, oh, I need these pictures and stuff. You know, like sitting back home on my laptop going, I'd like a picture of this, please, from Iraq. <laughs> um, but, and then he was, he got his camera and he was putting the camera over the top of the trenches kind of thing to film yeah. stuff. Oh and I was just like, oh God, he's going to die. <laughs> I, I saw that on the, um, the dark tourist thing. Um, yeah. And the camera is shaking, it's falling yeah. down. It's, oh my God. God, I mean, I, I get so scared just going for Alton Tower rights. And, you know, I get, and this, yeah. this is, it's, it's pure adrenaline and it's, it looks so dangerous and so much fun to him. Um, yeah. What, what, we have to get to this. I okay. sent uh, Tushi this uh, highlight of, of that chapter on, I don't know, 263 or page, uh-huh. two, uh, uh, where, where, um, It says Richard is coming but has not told Tushy about this, right? Oh gosh. And I could f- I I I messaged her straight away. I took a, a photo of that <laughs> bed and I messaged the the email he's about to receive, right? Yeah. <laughs> and how, how how did you get that call going to Ukraine? Oh uh, wow. Well, I mean like I, like I said, I, I am very inspired by Andrew and what he's done. And I guess you asked me at the beginning, like, what, you know, have you always... And I kind of... I guess some reporters always want to be, like, war correspondents kind of thing. There's that little bit of you that wants to be, you know... Yeah. And, uh, and um, so Andrew... Well, I had a friend in, obviously, you know, Lionel's mentioned in the book, and he was in the yeah. Ukraine uh, rescuing bears, rescuing lions, and that's kind of what he was doing. Amazing guy. Um, and so I knew him, but I knew obviously the Russians had invaded and uh, he was escaping. And then I knew, um, and he was like, oh, God, I need help rescuing this bear called Marsha, who um, was still in Ukraine. So Lionel had escaped, bear's still there. I was like, I know a guy, Andrew. So um, <laughs> I put those two in touch and then... <laughs> wow. And then, yeah, these two characters, you know, great characters. Um, and then they were like, oh, why don't you come, Rich? And I was like, oh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I mean, I really wanted to, um, but I sort of, yeah, that happened. I think Dushi and I were going away on holiday to Portugal. Yeah, we were. And, um, but in the background, I was thinking these guys were going like, oh, you know, we can set these dates and stuff. And I was going, yeah, okay, let's make this happen. And I was kind of mentioning it to Dushi, going like, oh, well, how would you feel about me, you know? Get a Ukraine with Lionel and Andrew. You know, you know them. I talk about them a lot and stuff. Um, and, oh, this is embarrassing. This is basically how not to be a husband, by the way. This is not, yeah. This is not like a... I'm, I'm, taking, not like a, I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm getting married next year. Yeah, no, don't, don't take any notes. Um, yeah, no, it's it's not a good... I'm definitely... Do not recommend this. This is not how to exist. Um, but essentially, in my own... I was... Yeah. So, on the one hand, I was like, I'm going to Ukraine. But on the other hand, I hadn't really fully cleared that with with Dushi, um, which, obviously, you should. Um, and then it came to a head where I was like, oh, what if I just go? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So... Um, Dushi came back and um, my Sorry, Rich. This is difficult for me to comprehend. So oh, what did you just say? You're going to Tesco's and you just left? Oh, sorry. No. Um, <laughs> no, no, maybe that would have been good. I mean, But it's no, Tesco's I, in Ukraine or something. Yeah, I just kind of... Um, everything was ready. 
the flights were getting sorted, I was like, right, we're on holiday at the moment, so I don't want to spoil the holiday. So I'll wait until we get back from the holiday, and I'll be like, right, does she? I'm, I'm the man. I'm going. This is my job. I'm going to Ukraine. Um, but obviously, you know, does she? Like, she's not. She's not a pushover by any means. So, um, so I kind of was going to do that. I was going to do that, and then time started moving on, and eventually it got to <laughs> the day of the flying to Ukraine. <laughs> And so she came home and my bags were sort of packed and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to Ukraine. Oh. <laughs> Which sounds, I mean, God, wow. Yeah, Whoa. so I did that. Mm. How many hours I before the flight was that? Uh, it was kind of first thing in the morning I set off, yeah. Um, wow. I want to make it fully clear that Andrew and Lionel had no idea that I was, that Dushy didn't know. Um, but um, yeah, they definitely knew quite, quite soon after I set off. Because <laughs> she, she sort of, you know, I mean, obviously, as any person would be like, where are you taking my husband? What's going on? Um, yeah, so that was, um, but you know, that brought us all close together on the trip because, um, <laughs> because, uh, you know, they were obviously taking the Mickey out of me then. They were taking the piss because obviously they heard what Dushy had said and they were like, what the hell are you doing, Rich? And I was like, I don't know, I'm just coming with you guys to Ukraine. Um, yeah, so I didn't Crazy. tell her that didn't tell her my wife I was going to a war zone. Yeah, oh, wow, that's a, I mean, is I mean, after that incident, has Tushi uh, made a standard operating procedure for you <laughs> to uh, when you leave for dangerous places? Like you have to do this arrow, this <laughs> if yes, no algorithm. How you? I mean, yeah, yeah, she's done like a um, whatever you guys call it in A and E, like a uh, a sop. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I mean, um, I think, I mean, look, we, when, when I got back, we, we got two new cats, um, basically. Um, there was no negotiation about that. Um, obviously, I was, I was very, very apologetic about everything that happened. Um, and, um, and so two new cats were rescue cats. There you go, that's nice. Um, I had no say in that. So now we have two cats. Um, but, you know... Going there and doing what I did and stuff. And actually, I mean, I shouldn't really say what happens to, to Marsha, should I? People have got to read the book, but... Um, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but guys, I mean, I mean, if, if you... Do you know, I mean, to the listeners, do you know anyone who's transferred or moved a bear in a yeah. war zone? No? Exactly. Please read the book. It's... it's, it's yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, and I think like you'll know as well. I mean, Dushi, we had a lot of funny conversations after it kind of, or after I got back, and you know, the nurses and the doctors taking the Mickey as well. It was, it's been funny. It's been a good story to tell later on, you know. So, um, but yeah, but never ever <laughs> having an argument with your wife while you're in a war zone is not the way forward. <laughs> Although I was feeling uncomfortable for you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it was it was not your pink socks which was making you uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I, it was not. It, it no. was it was. I was. You know, as I was reading, that's this is me reading. <laughs> there's no one in the house, and and going through that bit where you're just squeamish because of being mentally in a war zone. In a war zone, you know, you know what I mean. And then I'm like just going in, 
headlong. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, because I can't, I can't imagine. I can just imagine. Oh my God. Mm. Like, and, and that's crazy. Um, yeah. Wow. Although I must admit, like quite a few people in war zones, if you meet them, quite a lot of them are having trouble with their marriages. <laughs> like the security guys and stuff. There was a few and I was like, oh, maybe, maybe it's just normal. But no, no, it's not. In wow. Syria, it was fine. I told Dushi I was going. Everything was fine. <laughs> wow. What, what's, what's, what's ahead? I mean, can you say something yeah. that's spoiling stuff? I think, well, there's some pretty exciting um, uh, stuff coming up, hopefully. Um, possibly Ukraine-related. Um, yeah. And, I mean, obviously that is... The, the, entire, the eyes of the entire world are on that country right now and what's going on with the Russians and, and so on. So possibly more Ukraine-related stuff. I can't say too much, sadly. But I can say, I mean, Andrew's got a film coming out in um, in January wow. uh, called Danger Zone, which is, Danger it's going to be, um, I think it's a HBO. Wow. It's basically a documentary about his life, essentially, and quite a lot of the trips he's done. Um, so they were with him when he went to see Shanima for the first time and a few of the places they've been filming him. Um, I mean, he's got so much footage of... Uh, we're going to hopefully be doing... Getting this up on the website as well when we do the launch. We're going to have some of the videos and things that he's taken because, um, you know, he's got some amazing stuff from North Korea and things like that. So, um, yeah, but there's, there's a lot on the cards hopefully in the next few months. Amazing. And I've mostly got to invite you to the book launch as well. So. Oh, I would love... I would love to be there. <laughs> I would love to be there. Um, it, what's... For example... If Wembley Stadium is the top thing for Ed Sheeran, what's the top thing for Richard Ashmore? Like, there's like a grail, holy grail of, I want to report on this or be there. Is there anything that... I mean, right now in the world, imagine, you know, getting to meet... Um... Zelensky or something like that that would be that would probably be every every journal's kind of top thing um and there's there's yeah anyway and um I think that would be the the, the top I mean I'd like to go with Andrew to more places because he does explore areas that you know no one gets to you know and it is dangerous it's not to like you say there's a lot of humor in in what he finds in those places but he's definitely been in situations where he could have easily you know Could have all it could have all ended in that minefield in Pakistan, you know. Oh, wow. oh my god, man, <laughs> it, man, it could have ended a lot of times. So, um, you know, but he knows what he's doing. He plans meticulously every trip, um, and I think for me is I would like to experience more of what we've become really good friends writing the book and over the years. So we're going to do more stuff together. Yeah, amazing. Um, that. Thank you so much, Rich, uh, for, for this. <laughs> I mean, I was so psyched uh, for this. Uh, I could keep going on and on and on about every every chapter, uh, be it North Korea, uh, sure. be it Mogadishu. Uh, yeah. It's, 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 guys, you have to read this book. I mean, if you're into like, films like Black Hawk Down, uh, yeah. all the military cool stuff, this book is something you can read and it's a real experience. And and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and Richard, I think you've, um, you've smashed it. And, and I can't wait for the things that are in store for you. 
uh, and the things you will give us uh, to the world. Uh, so, so super proud of you. Thanks, man. Well, look, it's been an absolute pleasure um, kind of doing one of these for the first time and doing it with you. And if uh, if we go away again later this year, then I'm more than happy to come back and talk about well, what I mean, we do next. Thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much, Rich. Thank you. And I hope you have a good evening and hope you don't end up buying more cats. <laughs> It depends. Yeah, yeah. Depends. More cats. Maybe rabbits. Tortoise. <laughs> thank you so much. Cheers. Thank Thanks, you. Have a good evening. Thanks. Bye.